something new from Mac Voices and the edition, looking at the media side of Apple. This is TV Plus Talk. Hello and welcome to TV Plus Talk. I'm Charlotte Henry and I've roped Chuck Joyner into talking about TV Plus once in a while with me. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Charlotte. I love this new uh, this new venture we're embarking on to see just what happens. Yeah, so if you don't know one or the other of us, I run the newsletter and podcast, The Edition. Chuck, of course, is the voice of the Apple community over at Mac Voices, which sometimes he lets me on. And well, the truth of it is basically I roped you into this because we I came on your show and we had fun chatting about Apple TV Plus. And then we were like, well, maybe we should do this more often because it's fun and there's a lot going on. So here we are. Yeah, and, and I love the idea because my focus is Apple and the, the goings on in the Apple community, which would include Apple TV Plus. You're focused more on media overall yep. with, a, with a definite focus on Apple TV Plus. And so it just sure. seems like the perfect overlap for us to uh, to connect here and get different views on Apple TV Plus. Yeah, what we're watching, what we think's coming out, what we think Apple TV Plus could and should do differently compared to its rivals, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and yeah, so it's fun to get together and do this. We're not going to overpromise how often we're going to make shows. We think probably once a month we'll uh, there'll be enough content for us to discuss if we do it then something big happens, we may jump on. So make sure you subscribe to either or both of Chuck's Matt Voices channel, my The Edition channel, whichever one you're watching it in, because the videos will go in both places. And we hope to see you there because there's lots of other content that we both put out on those channels. So come join us. Now, I guess we have to talk generally to start the show about kind of what each other's impressions are and what our favorite shows are on the platform already. So go on, you dive right in. <laughs> You're going to put me on the hot seat first. 100%, yeah. I, you know, Apple TV Plus has been an interesting thing for me because some of the higher profile shows just, they didn't appeal to me um, just in concept. And so I've I've never watched them. Um, I've, I've enjoyed uh, For All Mankind. Um, I definitely enjoyed C, uh, especially the, the second, and, second and third seasons. Uh, the first one took a little bit of getting used to, which... I think that's just the nature almost of any show like that. You were, you were just in it for Jason Momoa's arms, weren't you? Let's be honest. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a big attraction for me. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I have to say, of course, Ted Lasso, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Mm. Um, one surprise that, and I give Ken Ray credit uh, for this, is he dragged me onto Mythic Quest. And yes. I never dreamed that it's like, okay, I'll watch a couple episodes. And for whatever reason, it's not the kind of thing I usually enjoy, but I absolutely loved it. It was just a ride. It was so outrageous. Um, so maybe sort of along the lines of Ted Lasso, the, the characters were so outrageous that you just couldn't stop watching. Yeah. Uh, Dave Hamilton was the person that turned me on to Mythic Quest, and I'm very pleased he did, because for me, it's the best thing on Apple TV+. Plus. If you haven't watched it, it's a comedy set in a video games company. As you say, the characters are a bit bonkers and completely brilliant. Um, I really love it. It's been my favorite thing that's on there. It, it stars Rob McKelney, amongst other people. Um, it's just really good. And it's, yeah, 
it's I think it is the best thing on Apple TV, and I think it's rather underrated and understated, actually. I, you know, I agree. I agree because of what it is. the The thing I find disturbing about it is I see echoes of truth in so many of the characters and so many of the situations. And it's like, wow, you know, they they lampoon it very, very well. But it's like, yeah, mm. I can relate to that, which is surprising. You the terrible boss, David, be honest. No, 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 no. Some, just more of the interactions between yeah. um, the different different generations and the way that everyone looks at things differently and gets obsessed with with different things. Yeah, and I think what they've done very well is they've developed it without, like, they've kept the fundamentals, but developed the characters quite well. And interesting, there's going to be spin-offs from Mythic Quest. Because those characters are so strong, some of them are going into other shows. And I think that rather is rather nice. I think it rather, frankly, demonstrates the strength of that particular show. Now, see, this is where... TV plus talk is going to get interesting because Charlotte mm. pays a lot more attention to those kind of things. That's news to me. I did not yeah, know that there were going to be spinoffs. So yeah. I'm anxious to see which characters spin off and whether they hold up without the interaction of the other characters. Yeah, because even as, okay, spoilers alert, sorry. As the show develops, the characters go into in different ways, but they still keep the fundamental core group together, don't they, in Mythic Quest? So I think you're right. How is it going to? play out you know further down the line i i haven't actually heard if they're doing we've had three seasons of mythic quest i believe that's right yes i think it's three so far i don't know if we're going to get a fourth season i think i'm hoping the recess of my memory that they have announced the fourth season i think they announced three and four at the same time so i'm really looking forward to that i don't think we have any dates about it yet but um you know that is certainly my favorite thing on TV Plus. I also really enjoyed, I haven't got to the second and third seasons, uh, but the the series with Octavia Spencer, where she is a kind of true crime podcaster, that's pretty good. Truth be told, that's, I don't know if you've had a chance to check that, but she's brilliant in it. Um, they make the point, it's, I think it's executive produced by Reese Witherspoon, who was obviously in uh, The Morning Show, which is one of those early Apple TV Plus shows that you referred to that they hoped was going to be a big hit, and we'll come on to that. Um, I, I really love Truth Be Told. It's a, you know, one, I like the kind of podcasting world element to it. Of course I did. Um, Octavia Spencer's brilliant in it. And the nice thing about it is, and they have emphasised this when season three came out, is they basically make each season standalone. Each season is a new storyline, basically. So if you don't want to binge watch what's gone before, you can kind of dive into what's out now, which I think is a kind of nice way to do it. I, I can't, this is one of those that just, it didn't quite catch my attention. Um, I've, I've not been, and it was kind of interesting, my own personal reaction when Apple TV plus was first announced mm -hmm. that there were definite shows in there that caught my attention, but I did not feel obligated just because it's an Apple product to dive in and any more than I would with Amazon prime or, Netflix or anything else that has original series produced for it. If the series appeals, I'll watch. If the movie appeals, I'll watch. But otherwise, eh, can't get, don't feel a loyalty to it, maybe like I do some other Apple products. That's kind of interesting, actually, because you've obviously covered Apple, talked about Apple, been in the Apple community. How can I put this delicately? For some time. <laughs> for a while thank you charlotte that's okay um 
And obviously, it was quite a big shift for the company to become. I now see Apple as a media company as much as a technology company. It's got Apple Music. It's got TV Plus. It's producing original podcasts associated with TV Plus. It produced the app, you know, it was the Apple Music Super Bowl halftime show. All this stuff. It is as much as it's a technology company. It is an it's a services and media company now. And I wonder how, having watched, you know, followed the company, you kind of felt about that shift. I, I think it happened before a lot of us noticed. Um, as you as you said, they they started out with Apple Music and the iPod, and that clearly was so much uh, part of Steve Jobs, and 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 the way he grew up and the things that influenced him. It as, was a passion project because yeah. he was a true music lover. Yeah, exactly, and yet it it fits so well. It seemed in with the whole creativity aspect of Apple. And then, you know, then we started talking about iMovie and Final Cut. And mm-hmm. so Apple sort of got into the media business through the back end. Um, mm-hmm. And then they decided to move out a little more toward the front end. So it's been an evolution that when you started, when you started um, your podcast and started focusing on the media part, it's like, yeah, you know, you're right. They are a media company. Through and through, you can almost say, well, how about the iPhone, you know, with with its ability to – well, that's what I'm using for a camera right now, thanks to uh, a third-party application called Camo. So – and it, it beats out my DSLR as a webcam. So, you know, if, if, you, if you stop and think about every piece of Apple tech and how it relates to media one way or another, it's kind of hard to find one that really doesn't in some way. Yeah, and but I think you're right to point out that both on the hardware, the software, and now the actual output side, uh, that's what it's all coming together, isn't it? It's one ecosystem of media production and also the uh, product placement side. Because I always laugh about how many Macs, iPhones, AirPods, and whatever else turn up in Apple TV Plus shows. That I sort of at some point try and make it start making account of how many in the different shows each. Apple product each character has it always it, it does tend to make me laugh although Mythic Quest that we were talking about before they're quite honest aren't they and they don't use Apple products when like programmers and stuff wouldn't be using a Mac to program video games so at least they kept that in reality yeah and you know what it's I mean if Apple's funding it and it is an Apple produced show why not yeah, I think that is a is a cheap. You know, if you can get the stuff cheaper, why not? If you can get those props, expensive props for cheaper, thanks very much. Um, I'm trying to think what other stuff I've enjoyed on Apple TV Plus. Actually, uh, there was a very good documentary right, right, right at the start that kind of got lost, uh, called "Visible Out on TV," which was a discussion of the LGBT community being re- and representation on television. Which it's only about four parts. It's got some amazing people on it, and that's worth watching. There's also a beautiful show. I think it's called Home. Uh, it's a documentary about the most extraordinary homes in just in the world of like the most amazing things. I don't know if you've had a chance to check it out, but just dipping into an episode is quite um, is quite stunningly produced. And, and that was the thing at the beginning of Apple TV Plus, wasn't it? It was all very Apple and very high end, and they've just they've kept that over the last three years or whatever, haven't they? Yeah, I think so, Charlotte. Um, I've, uh, home, I think I maybe saw one or two episodes. Yeah. Um, that's usually 
it's one of those, yeah, you dip your toe in. It's like, oh, this is not exactly my thing. Foundation. I forgot foundation. I can't believe I forgot foundation. Um, but yeah. See, this I, is I, where you differ from me because I'm not a sci-fi person. Oh, really? No, not much. I, I mean, you you and I have discussed this before. I'll sit and watch, you know, I enjoy Star Trek and things like that. Gone, th- But like, I'm not in and of itself a big sci-fi person. So that's why I've dipped into some of the other shows. Anyway, sorry, you were saying. Yeah, no, but I think I think you hit it. Um, I mean, when Tim Cook introduced this, uh, the tagline, I believe, was, you know, great stories can change the world. And I think that's what Apple TV has done overall, a, a great a great service to us um, by, you know, telling some of those stories. And it doesn't mean that every story is going to appeal to every person. Um, but the ones they're telling are, you know, are impactful if if you can relate to them or if you want to relate to them. There are different little thing, things that I can't remember the one that was of a sci-fi, had a sci-fi bent to it, um, with phone calls being made oh, from the future yes, back. Yes. And I'm, I'm blanking on the name right now, but, you know, it's it's like well, you that, did, that. Well, you didn't actually see the characters. It was just the way for Yes. Yeah. Yes, and that was it, a bit freaky, wasn't it? it? It was freaky, but it was it was compelling, and because of the way it was told, so it was very experimental. Um, but it never got the credit I think that it deserved. Mm. Uh, and and there are a number of different things that I've stumbled across on Apple TV that oh yeah, that's interesting, and gee, I really enjoyed that. Maybe it's like not like oh my god, I can't wait to binge that whole thing. But you know, it's just great, really interesting content. I think that, in a way, sums up the, like, and it sort of gets to the heart of why we wanted to do this, really, is it gets to both the good and the bad of Apple TV Plus that makes it an interesting platform to discuss. Because I'm sure the people at the top of Apple TV Plus are disappointed at you and I saying, oh, yeah, I dipped into that, enjoyed that a bit, not sure about that, where obviously they want us to watch everything. But the variety is kind of interesting. And also... The absolute rigidity of sticking to originals, with the slight exception of some of the Snoopy and Fraggle Rock stuff, is kind of amazing as well. That it's absolutely stuck to that game plan, hasn't it? Apple of its only originals. It's consistent with Apple's focus on mm. the long game. Um, you know, mm. because we're talking a lot about first releases right now, but when it comes to uh, syndication rights which is where so many things seem to make a lot more money than maybe in just first run. And now Apple has all that. Apple can control that, whether they decide to let some of that stuff go out to other outlets or whether they just keep it as, if you want to watch it, you're going to come here. Um, That's going to be very interesting to see over a longer term. But again, Apple just tends to play a very long game. They have a long game strategy. And yes, maybe to to a lot of folks... Apple TV Plus seemed weak at the beginning because there just there wasn't that big back catalog. On the other hand, the amount of stuff they're putting out, quality stuff that makes you want to pay attention now, I don't feel the need. Not that I'm a huge TV watcher to start with, but I definitely don't feel the need to try and dip into a back catalog somewhere just to fill my time. Mm. It's definitely about quality, not quantity with Apple TV Plus. You know, the morning show and those kind of things are meant to look like HBO shows. I always think, um, you know, I, and as it's expanded, you know, they've got John Stewart on there. One of the biggest talk show hosts of his generation making stuff and a podcast on Apple for Apple TV plus they've got 
an array of kids content that you know not particularly relevant to you and I but I think works very well it's you know it is a it's meant to be a bit of a kind of family platform as well um and of course we've got to do it Ted Lasso was the breakout hit wasn't it um no what I say this every time I discuss the show but no one expected the character from the random NBC advert I think in 2016 to be the big TV hit um I think I've told you the story before that when I saw that Apple TV Plus were doing this season I was like what sorry the the actual series I was like what is this this was just a silly advert from a few years ago how has this happened um and now it's the biggest show on TV Plus. It's the one people ask me about when they ask about Apple TV Plus. Interesting, I think I saw some coverage. I think it might have been from Front Office Sports that suggested that Ted Lasso is bigger in the US than the UK, which is kind of interesting considering it's set in the UK. Uh, it's about our kind of national game. But anyway, um, you and I have watched see episodes one and two of season three. Um, what's I mean? I think we're going to have to put spoiler alerts here, people. <laughs> if you haven't watched the first two episodes, I did the first episode on my podcast with Kelly Gamont, uh, and we said the same thing. If you haven't watched these two episodes, pause this video, watch the first couple of episodes, come back and join Chuck and I in a minute. Um, once you've done that, what did you make of episodes one and two? Um, so. I think it's important to, for you to understand how I watch these kind of things. I don't mm. watch them with a critical eye. I watch them with an eye to be entertained and to see what the characters are up to. So having said that, um, I felt like the first episode really kind of set up what we're going to see the rest of the season. So you have a lot of blocks being moved into place from a foundational standpoint. Um, the the storyline with Nate will continue. And it felt like, you know, okay, now he's moved into this new position and we were sort of left hanging after the the second season. And now you got to see that, you know, maybe it's not quite what you thought going in. Um, the second episode, of course, you know, introduced at, at least one new character um, and they, you know, outrageous as always. They're, the one thing I can say about Ted, Ted Lasso is that it, it never ceases to surprise me just how they would how they will go over the top in certain areas mm. that you know that you have to sit there and say oh this is a riot and and yet it works because of the character the 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 emotional involvement of the characters and i am trying to dance around the spoilers a little bit maybe more than i should i think we've just got to go for it uh, so there's a couple of things from that it's got because it has to deal with the premier league that it's now allowed to uh use proper the team's proper branding and outfits so like that is a proper chelsea kit you see in episode two it's a proper west ham kit you see in episode one um i think it's the proper referees you know they're allowed to use all the proper premier league branding um have I, i've said to you maybe i've said this to you before that some of the characters are very obviously based on real people that in football so the roy kent character i would be amazed if he's not meant to be the former Manchester United captain, Roy Keane. I think the new character we meet in episode two, Zava, is meant to be Zlatan Ibrahimovic. He even looks a bit like him. Um, so I think some of that is all meant to be real. Do you not feel, though, that the show has slightly lost its charm? 
like Ted himself has got a little bit serious. If you think about the sort of farcical character that appeared right at the beginning, the magic of that has slightly gone a bit, don't you think? Am I being mean? No, I don't think you're being mean, but I think that it's it's a, it's it's positive for the show and positive for the evolution. Because if you had kept the farcical part to the degree that it was initially, I think that would have started to wear thin. I feel like that yeah. the characters have grown. I mean, yep. they're, they're still, I'm using your word, and I love the word. I, they're still very farcical, but um, they've also shown, shown some growth, some maturity. They've gone through certain situations and have changed because of those situations. Um, I'm thinking about the shower scene um, uh, with with Roy and um, oh, Trent, uh, Trent, Trent Quinn, the yeah. I mean, I, 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 th- I thought that was really very, very interesting. That yeah. you know, there was a confrontation and almost a resolution. Um, that yep. maybe not, you know, nobody was hugging anybody, but <laughs> at least they understood each other a little more. And so, yeah, you. We learn a lot more about Roy. He's developed as a character, I think, quite nicely. Um, I just miss some of the initial silliness of Ted. We get kind of hints of it, but I guess you're right. He spent now, it's meant to be two seasons in English football. He obviously would have developed a bit. I just kind of, I miss the silliness at the beginning a bit. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think there was something in the in either season one or season two that, oh, I know one that he said, you know, he he referenced what I would call soccer as football, which is the way you refer to it in, in your country. Um, and he said, Oh, I did that without even thinking. And yeah, I know that, that. Yeah. And that to me is part of the evolution that, okay, now he's getting used to being there. He's getting used to your culture. And at this point I should probably say that I do not understand European football <laughs> culture to any significant degree, the, the extent of we, my we knowledge have, of we'll, it. We'll do a 101 off air. It's fine. We'll do a 101 off air. Yeah, I, I'll need it. And well, I don't know, maybe that could be episode two here because maybe a lot of us would, <laughs> would Charlie help. Charlie explains football to Chuck. Oh, my goodness. Well, but, but just your your comments about um, Roy and, and uh, Zava being based on potentially real people, I had no idea. I'm sure I I don't know that for sure. It just feels like it's reality to me. There was actually this is a bit mean, but there was uh, for, until a few weeks ago there was an American coach uh, managing Leeds United here in the UK, and he did get referred to quite often as Ted Lasso. He even had a bit of the Ted Lasso vibe, <laughs> and it, it did. I'm not sure it helped him. He has uh, since been fired, um, but yeah. I, <laughs> On that positive note. <laughs> yeah, on that positive note, poor Jesse Marsh. Uh, it, it, it does still seem, I, uh, I can say this till the cows come out, I just find it absolutely extraordinary that this has been the biggest show. Uh, my big moan, apart from some of the Americanisms that no one in English football would ever use, they would never refer to their squad as a roster, um, is I think they're pushing their luck with 45-minute episodes as well. I said this to Kelly Gamon. She... Even she, who is a huge Ted Lasso fan, agreed with me that it should have been two 30-minute episodes, particularly episode one. I think pushing it, it was best, at its best, it was a quick-fire 30-minute comedy with all the benefits that that format brings you. And I think 
stretching it to 45. It's nearly 50 minutes episode two, wasn't it? I, I, I think it, I think that's pushing its luck. Um, you know, and, and it's probably important to say that I have watched both episodes once. I'm, I'm not too, a big, yeah. big rewatch person. That no. said though, I did not f- feel on either episode that anything was stretched. But again, that's, that's me not looking at it with a critical eye. The first episode, yeah, there, there, there sort of wasn't a lot of big stuff going on. It just was setting up the season. Now, the second episode, I didn't feel like there was a lot of filler in there. So that's episode just my two reaction. Was definitely, yeah, episode two was definitely better for that, I think. I do agree with you with that about that. Um, it definitely felt like there was just so many storylines in episode one that it like all got a bit much. But I think episode two was a bit tighter and it did work in and of itself. It, I, I just think if you found success as a 30-minute comedy, maybe you stretch it for the season finale or whatever. Uh, but I think you should probably keep to that format if you can. Um, okay, but I would point out and, and I'd argue just a little bit that we did not see – Again, spoiler alert, we did not see anything significant of the Nate storyline no. in episode two. So, you know, yes, a lot of epi- a lot of storylines were set up. I feel like now we have a resolution with, with Trent and Roy. And, mm-hmm. okay, that's, that's – now we – that happened. It's moving on. What – how that will develop later, if at all, or whether that, now they just understand each other as characters. Um, but, yeah, I – I I don't know. As if if I start to get bored watching it, if I just start to think, come on, let's get to the next gimmick, the next gag, the next storyline, then I'll agree with you. Otherwise, uh, it's wait and see. There were better jokes in episode two as well, I thought. There were some good jokes in episode two. I did find myself laughing properly in episode two. Yeah, would, would agree with that. Yeah, the jokes were a bit better. Yeah. Um, is there anything you haven't yet watched on TV Plus? that you're interested to get into? Um, no, you know, here we go. You start talking about it. I forgot about slow horses. Um, mm, I, was, I need to watch that. You're right. Yeah, that was good. Um, I want to get into the second season of Tehran. I did not, yeah. I watched the first, the, the second was still on my list, um, which it, it was, it was okay. It wasn't like, Oh my God, one of my favorite shows. That I couldn't wa- wait to watch the next episode, but it was good. And I've read positive things about the second season. Other than that, I think those are the two right now that are on my list. Mm. For me, I really want to start shrinking with Jason Segal. I think that's meant to be very good. It's from Bill Lawrence, who is obviously the person behind Ted Lasso, Scrubs and everything else. Um, I also really keep meaning to sit down and watch the documentary about the European Super League uh, that they put out on there. There's also, they're doing a lot of sports content. We're going to have to do a separate show on Apple TV Plus and sports. We'll do that another time. But there's a documentary series now on Real Madrid. Um, obviously, there's the live sports coverage, which is the thing we really need to dive into at some point, maybe when Major League Baseball comes back. Um, so the sport is obviously a big thing. Apple TV Plus is interesting, and there's a couple of bits I like to watch there. And I really want to uh, catch up with myself on uh, Truth Be Told as well, because I really enjoyed season one of that. Charlotte, maybe this is a good place to end the first episode of, of TV Plus Talk. Do you think that the value you get from Apple TV Plus is worth the money? 
Yeah, that is the big question. Uh, I should say that I pay for TV Plus as part of the Apple One package. The pre- I get the top tier of the Apple One package. So that for me in the UK is basically £33 a month. And I get basically every Apple service for that. Uh, and if you do the maths, it works out that you're basically getting a service for free. So in that context, yes, I absolutely do. Um, would I buy it as a standalone service? I think I might be one of those people that dip in and out when there's things I want to watch just because there's so much other stuff in the world. But there are definitely, we've just named, you know, we spent a good, whatever, 20, 25 minutes naming the shows that we want to watch on there. So there's definitely enough for me that I'm interested in it and want to watch it. But I might be more of one of those people that dip in and out, I think is the honest answer. Okay. That's, that's a fair answer. What's your, what, what, what are you thinking? I, I think I would have to agree. Um, right now, if, because of just our discussion back and forth, there's a lot there for you to want to dip in and consume. And by the time you've consumed the things we've mentioned and, and give allowing for the fact that maybe let's just say 20% of, of the list we've compiled wouldn't appeal to you. I still think there's a great value there, especially for what they're charging for just yes. Apple TV plus um, here in the U S I don't, I don't know how it applies to you all over there. Um, YouTube has just jacked their prices up by like $10 a month for YouTube TV. Uh, we don't, we can't get YouTube TV here. Oh, okay. Well, the speculation seems to be that because they got the NFL ticket that now they're sure. having to pay for it. Um, but yeah, given, given what the cable companies and all the other streaming services are doing, um, I feel like, yeah, this is a great value if there are things there that you want to watch. And I don't think you'll be disappointed to spend a month or two playing around with it. Maybe something you want to keep around. I, I 100% agree with that. And I, I've written pieces on it. The value for money means it's worth taking Apple TV Plus seriously. There's not going to be every huge show you want on there. But there's a lot, given the price rises in other services, that make it really worth the money. That I 100% agree with. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. We, could, we should do this. We should do this again, you know. I, I think we will. I think we will. Well, make sure you subscribe to to both of our YouTube channels. Um, I guess, Chuck, you should remind people where you hang out and where they can find you. Sure. And and I I want to reiterate the idea that, you know, we decided not to um, do this as a separate thing, at least not for now, because uh, we both have audiences and we're coming at this particular topic from two different angles. So it just made sense for Charlotte to put in into her podcast feeds, for me to put it into my podcast feeds. So check mine out at macvoices.com. Um, that's where you can find me. Um, and I am on all the socials as Chuck Joyner or Mac Voices or both. Brilliant. Yes, if you head to the edition.substack.com, you can subscribe to my uh, newsletter and podcast there. Uh, there'll be links to the, you'll obviously hopefully found this on the YouTube channel as well. And I'll make sure at the newsletter includes videos of this so you can find the videos of us, of Chuck and I chatting. Um, we'll see you hopefully next time. Thanks for watching.